West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 5th of July 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Catherine Corwell. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. And this edition of County Views is the last of the current season. A new season will start on Wednesday, August the 23rd. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening, listeners. It is Wednesday evening once again, and a nice, pleasant evening it is between the showers, but hopefully, hopefully they'll fade away as we're moving into the month of July, so hopefully it will include. And thanks, Mr. God, that lady has arrived now. We were just beginning to panic. Carmel Ryan was the only one, and now they've all arrived. Now, if they were not here, I said they'd be pulled aside now to explain themselves why they're late. <laughs> and, 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 and the money they're on. The, the money they're on. Now, folks, you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan, and uh, this program is County Views going out live until 11 o'clock on this Wednesday evening. And if you want to text in or call in on any topic whatsoever, folks, this is your chance, and this is the last program before the summer vacation. Tom and I are going to have to renegotiate settlement figures with the radio station to see. Barter, pass, barter. Oh, have a look at the barter account. Is that it, Catherine? And tonight I'm joined by Carmel Ryan, Tom Ryan, no relations, and Catherine Caldwell. You're all very, very welcome, folks. And Jason Smith is the man waiting for your WhatsApp messages, telephone messages, email messages, or whatever you're having yourself. And uh, Shirley O'Regan, uh, uh, O'Regan, one of our uh, leading people here on research, etc., and other matters as well. She tells me today is the 101st anniversary of the death of Cahill Brewer. So there is a song I had, hadn't heard it before, and it's the warrior Cahill Brewer. So while Tom Ryan and Carmel Ryan and Catherine Caldwell are all settling down their seats, we will play Pat Waters sing the warrior Cahill Brewer. Due to podcast regulations, we are unable to play that song on this podcast. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick <coughs> 102FM, FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle mm-hmm. West in West Limerick. My name is Pat O'Donovan. On the panel tonight is Carmel Ryan, Catherine Caldwell and Tom Ryan. And our producer is Jason Smith, and he's waiting for your messages. This program is going out live until 11 o'clock, 0696600, or 0871669800. So if you have any comment on anything you'd like the panel to discuss, 
now is your chance tonight as our last night during this program until uh, the, the, near the end of August mm -hmm. so hopefully we'll be all alive and well and back with you and hopefully all you listening to us out there tonight that you'll be all alive and well also uh, the cost of living is gone bonkers and a few weeks ago uh, some people say I'm very mean and tight and another one said that I'm not but I, I've been in a few places lately and I mentioned this before and appropriate enough we have Carmel Ryan is here tonight and, and Catherine Caldwell with this BAI and all of this carry on with government you have to have gender balance and everything so we have the scales well balanced tonight we have two ladies and two gentlemen I don't know are we allowed to call you ladies nowadays or whatever with the way time you're certainly not gentlemen <laughs> and I don't know whether we call what we call in Tom anyway as a gentleman I know Tom for a long time so we'll be sure of that one anyhow but in my travels lately, anyway, it's summertime and people go here and go there. And Cameron made a very valid point just before the radio station, before we came on here with this program, about the huge cost going to GA matches, especially when they're all running on, in such a short time scale or a short window now, as they use those kind of words. It's very expensive for families and traveling, and indeed, in the case of Limerick and Galway, coming from... Limerick and even Galway is worse going to Dublin from out, way out in Connemara, out in the verge of the sea. And the match starts at 7 o'clock and they won't get out of there till about 9. They won't be home till probably about 12 o'clock of a Saturday night. Not the idea, but anyway, back to what I started off talking about was uh, in my travels occasionally I might stop for a cup of tea or something and, and maybe a little bit of an apple tart or a scone or something. But of late I noticed the smallest little piece of apple scone is 580 and 590 for a little piece caramel bring uh, uh, one of the reasons caramel is here but well, i shouldn't say it like that <laughs> just every night caramel it's the comes only reason that. boxes and boxes of scones and buns and apple tart and cake so i think caramel should start selling in small little sections <laughs> but it seems an outrageous price for a small little piece of an apple tart uh, at 580 or 590 as is the case in most places Belly Vahan, Listol, uh, Patrick, anywhere you vote is 580, 590. So if you calculate the full apple tart at the rate, I'd be cutting it to be about 30 euros for an apple tart. And the price themselves out of uh, who did they think they'll take I, the cleaners? I, I think that there's a lot of people who are making the sensible choice of going back to the packed sandwiches and the, the cake with you, having bought it. I mean, I in Drum, you can buy a whole. Yep. Beautiful apple pie for a reasonable price of what Maybe you five or buy. six euros or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, what you'd be yeah. for the, the whole piece. Yeah. Um, it's just to have the space where you can pull into somewhere nice and, and that's it. You know. Yep. Yep. And it's planning your journey in that way. I mean, do you know? And a cup of tea, of course, is three fifty as well, or two fifty, three fifty. See, well. if if you look at, it, I find there's very few places to pull in now. If you leave. If you go under the tunnel, if you leave Kildyma, say, and go under the tunnel. I was in um, Innescrone last week. We went as far as, I think, Bellandine before there was a place at the side of the road we could pull in. Yeah, I can't believe what's been going too fast. I was in Galway on a Saturday and there was a good few lay-bys there on the motorway. No, but I'm saying to pull in to get something to eat. Or to get something to eat. To oh, get yes, something yes, to eat. Yes, 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 yes. You know, yes, yes. that you're... And when you get someplace then... No. You pay the price. I, I was carried away with 
you were taking a lay by his pet. Catherine's so, yeah. idea yeah. of bring your, bring your sandwiches. Your yes, yes, yes. I would often, often look and see where's a historic place on the journey that I'm going. Yes. So I'll pull into somewhere where I haven't seen the castle or whatever yeah. and I'll stop off there yeah. and I'll... I tend to pull in beside graveyards occasionally. I like old graveyards and the headstones and that as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Carmel, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing the two of you. Yeah, no, that's as, we went as far as Ballandine before we could stop at a, a daily counter, we'll say. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, on the day we we needed to keep going. Joe, we were cut by time. We needed to get something fast. But like, it's it's gone expensive. It's fine. I think if it's one person, you'll go in and you'll get something for under 10 euro. But if you have two people, you're talking about 18 euro maybe. Or, family. Do you know? Um, children maybe as well yes oh like it's big money it's big money and you're not getting good food you're just pulling in and getting something to keep you going Tom, I believe we've been robbed across <laughs> all aspects of the well now Pat, sorry I wouldn't say they've been robbed because that's my business as well and I know the increasing costs yeah, for, for cakes and buns and everything they're not buying them the same way as I, I just know my costs went up from 2.19 for a pound of butter to 3.99 for a long time it's back down to 3.19 now I could use 18 to 20 pounds of butter in a week yeah. you know that costs have gone up hugely in that industry well, I can see that. I had a taste there before we started. <laughs> you're using too much butter and too much cream. No, but do you know that the cost... The, same the cost would have gone up in, in that industry. The cost yeah. would have gone up hugely. Eggs have gone up. Flour has gone up. Um, all the different sugars have gone up. Yeah. And not alone have they gone up, they're scarce. And a cup of tea, 3.50. Yeah, well, mind the tea, as far as I'm concerned, that's a waste of money, like that... To have a tea bag and drop hot water. That's what I'm saying again. It is. Oh, it is. Like it is. It is. It is. Do you know a that? Good flask, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Tom. I don't agree with you, Tom. In that instance, because, I mean, as what Carmel has said now in her second contribution, there, the cost factor in these uh, with these establishments now, let them be little restaurants or let them be takeaways or or deli counters. I think they give great value. They have, they have, um, you know. I mean, I, there's a deli, there's a, a deli near me at home, and it's unbelievable value. Quality is top class. They have also staff to pay, and they have, a, they have overheads. They have insurance. They have light. They have heat. They have everything, and the cost factor of the ingredients has gone out to the roof. So I wouldn't be as, as, as as critical of of the costs, you know, we can do you can, if if it's a bit if you find it expensive, you can do it out it. If it's a size of apple tart, you can go in and buy an apple tart, a complete one, and bring it home. And I'm good at that because I kind of live in them myself, and uh, I don't see anything at all expensive about them. And I would support the people that ha that have restaurants and have little little tea shops and that, and give them every support I can because they find the, their overheads is not repeat myself our control the roof as well yeah yeah and diesel and petrol i see is gone way up up and up and up and up again <coughs> at the present time and also i see that the profits of the oil companies are literally four times greater than they were a couple of years ago and we're supposed to be getting our fossil fuels Pat. Yeah. and we have windmills or spinning mills all over the place and yet the uh, price of everything has gone up and up and up in that area as well. Uh, Carmen, do you think we're getting good value in all them areas as well? Um, 
that's very pointed now. You see... Just pointed at Tomek. You have to look at everybody as an individual and everybody's needs are different. And some people have to have a diesel car. Some people, an electric car suits them. Hybrid cars suit people. But it all depends on your own circumstances, what kind of a car you need. Some people can cut back, others can't. You know, it's very easy to say, we have to do this, we have to do that. But it's not suitable for everybody. On a very serious note, Carmen, we have people with families, six children maybe, they are there, they are not in some cases, yeah. four children, and they have to travel from West Limerick maybe to Shannon. Some people are travelling to Dublin. And that is a huge cost. The, then they promoted this electric car. Yep. And now the charges, it was free here, free there, free everywhere at the beginning. Now it, it's quite expensive to get your car charged to go to Dublin and long distance. So uh, it's been promoted to walk you in for and then you're... I think, I think the cart has gone before the horse again, once again, because we were not ready for all that has come in. There are no there are no electric cars that will take an electric wheelchair. They won't take the weight of it. And if you did get one, say to go to an appointment in Dublin, you may have to charge twice. So if you're making an appointment in Dublin, you know you have to factor in all these things. You could get to exit fourteen or exit twenty three and there's no charger available. If you're travelling with somebody with a disability, someone elderly, with young children, you can't be sitting in a car in a car park waiting for an electric pint to charge the car. You can't do it. So, Tom, I, my thinking is based on a family with six children, maybe four children. They have to go to work, they have to go here and go there. Uh, you have Eamon Ryan above and he's spouting, and buses, planes and trains and everything literally passing their door. You can get bus here, bus there, bus everywhere. But in rural Ireland, you have to, you have to travel in a car. Yeah, we should have had... There's facts like you have to travel by car, and uh, there are the, I mean, the public transport is not available roadly. And uh, okay, it's uh, again in Limerick City, it's been increased and it's good, but uh, that's a city, you know. I mean, and that's for the population, for the, the huge population are living, but nobody in the Greens or, in, or any other government party at the moment are looking at the actual point that you're making, you know, and the camera has rightly made that they're all looking, they're pushing electrics, but there's no way you can get them charged, you have to queue to get a charge, and all, all that is, the infrastructure the, you're right, what you said, camel, the cap before the horse, the, the infrastructure wasn't in place and uh, again, but you see, it's overall management, and the big thing, Pat, what you did mention was the fossil fuels and the, and the problem of the energy companies that's the biggest scandal of the whole lot and the taxation that's derived from that and our government to, the way they have been have allowed them to actually to rob people that's what they're doing because at any stage uh, whereas we had a problem with the gas early on from the, from the Russian supply and the northern pipeline coming from Russia into Europe there was no problem. There was no war in the Middle East. The oil was flowing, Mr. Lake, I mean, and, and freely. And whereas we are trying to trying to cut down on on fossil fuels, the oil there was no war there, and the oil went through the roof. The diesel, the home heating oil, or farm oil, everything went out for and and the very strong coming down. And the profits that were being made by the energy companies were outrageous. The government looked at, on at that because why they were getting a bigger take themselves. 
So the government are robbing us as well. Well, should the government are robbing us from day one? Because from day one. Are they no. getting 60% yes. of each? Correct. Um, I just wanted to put in just this. I do feel that we're there was a, a, a almost a a whole propaganda machine to hoodwink us with regard to, and, and that might sound strange that it's coming from me, but with regard to electric vehicles. It's it's another form of green capitalism without actually dealing with the, the issues on the ground as individuals face them. And it's certainly not something that can work on a, in a rural scenario. But the thing is, is that a diesel car is something that's way more convertible to being able to produce your own, whether it's oilseed rape or chipper oil being converted mm -hmm. and utilised. So, and the other part about it is, and I, I know that when it, they came out with it, I was, what I felt was <coughs> that the embodied energy <coughs> in the vehicle wasn't being looked at. It was only the energy for running it in the here and now. And the electricity has its own pollution and it's somewhere else. It might not be on the road in the city, but if it's the city that they want to have clean air, where there is a problem with air quality, then fine. Yeah, but they yeah. can't be thinking that it can go everywhere. Do you know why, since this COVID came in, uh, diesel used to be 10 or 15 cents cheaper, and then in the middle of winter over two years later, petrol and diesel did, and the petrol then went 10, 20 cent dearer the diesel. And now it has switched back down again. The diesel now is 15 cent cheaper than the petrol. Any idea how that is? No? I have no Can idea you why. Idea? No. Tom, you might know something about it. I don't understand. No, I don't, I, I don't, never, that, I don't know. I've never got an explanation from anybody. Yeah. I can't understand it. The pricing They've switched completely. Yeah. Mm. The pricing structures and the actual taxation structure in that area, Pat, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. But you do uh, understand or agree with me, the petrol diesel used to be 10 to 15 cheaper yes, during right, this yeah. COVID period, it reversed completely. The petrol became cheaper and the diesel went dearer, but now he notices that the diesel is 15 cheaper again, again and the petrol yes. petrol gone way up now, 165 or something, so you know. One of the things that we do at the Organic College every year when students start is that we kind of go around and say who's from where so that people know if they're living off in, a, in the equivalent area. So they do share drives with each other. Mm -hmm. And that used to be a thing that was coming up. And I think people still do it. They kind of make their own arrangements or whatever. But, do you know, sort of families can, can kind of take that. I know it's awkward. You're having to try and fit in with other people and everything else. But if somebody needs... To, I, to get somewhere, your your kids can get a lift in. But like now, Catherine, where, where I'm living, if I need a pint of milk, I can't go ask my neighbour do they want a pint as well, and we all go together. Do you know like that? It's a. Joe, if you live in the country, it's different. It's mm. totally different if you live I'm in the country. Catherine, I'm glad you brought that down because in the olden days, people going to the match now next weekend, they all they all carpool. The they car, did. In other yeah. Words. But you, you sit out and watch them going off to Dublin, either for Clare and Galway or whatever the hell. There'll be one and two inside in big jeeps. There's no such thing an attempt to cut down the cost or the pollution, as we say nowadays, to share the journey. No, not anymore. No attempt whatsoever, which it, there should be. Tom? Well, I agree with you, Pat, but you see, again, that's, that shows you 
that you see when when you talk about the cost of living in general terms, you see you're talking about it's what we're doing here now, like and in a particular area the cost of living. But you see when it comes down to individuals, like there is no regard for cost. They'll go and they'll spend and they'll drink and they'll carouse and they'll celebrate and they'll they'll. So, and they'll stay overnight in hotels and pay outrageous money. So, you see, it's up to the individuals themselves, I think, like, think different in general terms. You know, we listen to ministers every day and they're being lambasted from all the agencies, the cost of living, the cost of living. There's no one talking about the cost of celebrating, the cost of drink, the cost of, of socialising. There's no one about that. I mean, I, was, I, 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 I go to funerals now quite a lot, and I, it's a, a tradition that we, that we have. And sure, the, the funerals, the weddings, all, the churches are all drinking, like. So, I mean, people aren't as, as badly off and as we are led to believe either. And the cost, I mean, of the products now, which we had, uh, Cameron myself had a, a bad row here the last night over the price of butter, I think. <laughs> I can remember that. But, the farmers, yeah. So, like, you can see, now they're talking about that, about that, that, that or whatever, some of them groups are dropping the price of milk, they're all dropping it to so much, um, to so much, a litre. A litre of milk, the farmer's getting 40 cents, 37, I mean, by carry, 40 by dairy gold, a litre for his milk at the moment, and it's, it's under the most stringent conditions that was ever produced, quality-wise, so that's what the farmer's getting. And it's been sold at the, at the basic price, and there's only a kind of a liquidized water anyway, or not liquidized water, but a coloured water, what you're getting in a lot of them, because all the, a lot of the, the stuff has gone out of it by this time it reaches the shops. And didn't waste it either, it's gone into different areas. But you see, the cost, does, we're listening morning and night to the price of, to the price of food. The price of food is going up because of the costs to produce that food. The cost of, of, of in the dairy industry, the cost gone through the roof with energy prices, feed prices, dairy, all sorts of, 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 of rules and regulations and fertilizer. No one talking about that. But Tom, we've never <coughs> found out about all the men in the middle. You, you said it's uh, 40 cents a gallon for milk to farm. No, it's 40 cents a litre. Sorry. 37 by Kerry. That's what they paid last month. 37. Yeah. A litre. A litre. 37 cents. How much a litre then is it retailing it? Well, you see, it's retailing it, we're told now, I think it is a a euro or something like that, a litre. Two euros, something for a two litre, I believe myself, in one of the... the But I believe the the, the (coughs) middle, (coughs) there's some very big profit margins between the farmer and uh, no, there isn't. That. No, there the isn't. Person, by the what? The cost factors, I mean, will will eradicate a lot of the, 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 the a lot of the, a lot of in that area that you're talking about. That's a myth as well. You know, I mean, the the, the fact is that um, that the production costs are massive as well. With the, the same line again, energy insurance, labour costs. You know, and there's nobody talking about that. Are you saying so? The milk is selling it too cheap. Oh, it's selling retailing, 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 it's below, it's, it's below cost, like, retailing. Below cost, retailing, yeah, and it's been, and, and the co-ops are robbing people as well for yeah, the, but the, what I give them. But they're for it, really. Oh, the farmer's paying for it, he's, because yeah, he's, he's yeah. getting such a low price and stuff. Get, oh, yeah, get, getting a ridiculously low price, and why he has no choice, I mean, otherwise they dump it, and you can't do that. 
you find it Catherine? I do, I do. I wonder how farmers can survive in such a, a situation where they're the ones, you know, sort of taking the taking essentially the squeeze along the way. Well, that's that's what's happening. I mean, that's what I'm taught taught. I mean, the products and uh, you know, it's 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 a really a missing farm market, and we are all listening to the one to the one. F- kind of line and one lingo all the time the costs are going up the costs are going up but they're going up for everybody they're going up more so for the producer than they're for anybody because he's crippled with with, with insurance costs industry costs labour costs regulations no I mean I had a man yesterday morning at 7 o'clock visiting my neighbour checking his head at 7 o'clock in the morning from the Department of Agriculture he was dressed up like a bank clerk going to check I mean the stock of a of a neighbour of mine, you know. I mean, he came in to me by mistake, like I was in the milking parlour at the time. So these people, you see, there's what's going on, like, is, is un- unbelievable production-wise and what people have to put up with. If, if the regulations, sorry, are so high, say, with the milk, and the standards are high, the farmers have very high standards, mm-hmm. why did have we cheer four middlemen before it gets back to the person now, who's buying Carmel, it? Now, we will hold you there <coughs> and... Uh, we'll go to Ned break and uh, we'll continue that because I was talking to a lady a couple of mornings ago and her gas cooker wasn't working and she contacted the local retailer on gas cookers and they said it is almost impossible now to get gas repairmen because of regulations, regulations again. So we'll go into that when we come back after 10 o'clock. And in the meantime, folks, you're tuned to West Limit, we're not your local community radio station. And the panel tonight is Catherine Caldwell from Colour Organic College and Carmel Ryan Eskaton uh, Bakery system down there, <laughs> wonderful baking, and Tom Ryan holding up to GA and the farmer's side of the house. And we'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102FM on the 5th of July 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Catherine Corwell. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. And this edition of County Views is the last of the current season. A new season will start on Wednesday, August the 23rd. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. And on the, this programme is called County Views. Tonight is our last night together, as the song said, until around the 23rd of August, I think it is. We'll be back again. And on the panel tonight is Carmel Ryan, Catherine Caldwell and Tom Ryan. And our Jason Smith is producer waiting for your messages there, if any. And I, we were talking about... Tom, I didn't follow you there a while ago. I'm in a mood for not agreeing with you. And you gave me the impression that... Um, the farmer is getting very little for the milk, which we are clear on that. Uh, 
and then it, it was selling at a retail price which you quoted and that didn't seem a whole pile but, but I think if you could clarify they, they make a lot more money out of bit between paying you your small figure and, and, and the retailer buying a captain the milk as a figure but how many more things would they take off before in between so there's a much bigger margin that would seem to be the case from buying the litre of milk and selling a litre of milk Oh, there is, Pat. There is a huge uh, output from a gallon of milk. I mean, that's, that's been collected from the farm. First of all, like, the quality is is very, very high. It has to be. The testing regime is continuous, and, and uh, there is no there's no let up there across the whole realm or aspect of the actual product itself. We call the milk the product. When that goes... It goes in straight into the actual, into the, the, the I mean, the, the production units at, at Mitchestown and in Charleville and all the big, all the big co-ops. Now, you see, it's, it can be deceiving, like, because, I mean, the most milk, like, that's produced doesn't go retail, it doesn't go into the shops. Uh, that's only a fraction, I mean, of the overall product and the overall, the, the quality, the quantity. Most milk goes into uh, is broken down into into about maybe ten or fifteen different products. So, like there is a profit, there is a huge profit being made by the co-ops. Like I mean, on the actual milk itself, but like everything else, the farmer and the producer, whereas he has to be, as I said, he has to be like he has to be on the ball everywhere. As I said, yesterday morning, we had, a, you know, I'm not repeating myself, we had an inspection, uh, my neighbour, at 7 o'clock by the Department of Agriculture. AM. I mean... Uh, AM. AM. Oh, yes, AM. And, and uh, he was, he came arrived like the same as maybe we ran top, but even in the RT, which was so but untying him. Did, was that given in advance of his Yes, there was, there was, yes. But he was doing a, a herd inspection the other morning, like when a, when a man would be making up his eyes and milk, up his eyes and work. But these people, you see, these, these are the issues as well. These are the people that that fatten off of the farmers and that fatten off of the, off of the product themselves. Whether it be beef, milk, sheep, lamb, or, or pig meat. <coughs> but at the same time, Pat, there is a there's a huge amount of uh, of different products being made out of the the milk area and it, and the beef and the whole lot and all farm produce and it's exposed all over the world at a very at a very high high you know we get top quality for the German market the American market for beef and milk and and in particularly butter and Japan and China there's a huge market there and you see this is the this is the problem that creates a huge amount of employment good employment good solid employment by all these co-ops they're all paid top rate they have they have everything covered they have the holidays and they have their everything the farmer has he has to wait and see what he's going to get the 20 to the 30 a month for his check I mean for his milk and now it's at, it's rock bottom now at thirty seven percent. And our and our famous uh, representatives, so IFA and ICMSA and all the all the big the big groups that representing farmers are doing nothing at all about it. Only maybe a bit of a letter in the farmers' journal. They're not. That's what they're doing. They're, they're more interested now who will be the next president of the IFA rather than the price of milk and the cost factor and the actual abuse that that farmers have been probably put under now by the departments and by the different agencies, Board B and all that. The carry on is unbelievable. No one to represent, no one for to represent them in a way that they should.
now, Catherine? Oh, I've just had an idea. I don't know. I was just thinking, what could you do? The farmers can't go on strike. The farmers could go on strike with their local communities. Everybody go down to your local dairy farmer. The dairy farmer will go on strike. He won't give it over to Kerry Gold or to whoever until they're paying a reasonable price to the farmer. And in the meantime, he'll give it to the neighbours. Now, Tom spoke about milk there. In that case, he didn't mention beef cattle, dry cattle. And again, the same high standards and requirements are applying to the dry cattle situation. And then it can come in from South America under, how was it called, Tom, again? Uh, without very little checks in them. No checks at all, sure. cheaper. You know, I mean, thousands of tons of, mm-hmm. of, of Brazilian beef. And we've got to remember, like, that, that I mean, the, the what's happening in these markets is not regulated in the way that we have regulations here. No, not, no, no regulations. And, and on top of that, it's produced out of deforestation as well. Absolutely, and, and, and full of all sorts of all sorts of implants and inputs into it, like to make the beef. I mean, to, for, you know, I mean the, the the material I'm hearing out of American scenarios and this whole deregulation with regard to GMOs yeah. that they're looking. I mean, the EU are looking at doing it. The English are looking at doing it. The Canadians are looking at doing it. But I mean, the 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 market will become very close to us where the English are, are kind of making their agreements across with the Americans. So then it's material is going to flood through the UK and over here. That's quite possible. Yeah, right? that now. I just think to said, yeah. is, is it us that's wrong because we're, we're buying these products, we're looking for the lighter milk, we're looking for the fatless beef, we're looking for, we're looking for these things. There's obviously a market. If the market wasn't there, they wouldn't be coming in. You know, and I think we need to support our own. The, you know, back get to it back to, to, to local to producers. Exactly. The local butchers. Exactly, you know. Well, you see, and we have to have faith no. in those people to it's do not that. An equal, it's, it, the market is not equal. We're not an equal footing, you see. The EU, and I'm a supporter of the EU, and always was. I mean, their regulation and their standards are high, which they should be. Britain is out of it now, you're right there. I mean, and you, what you say, Catherine, is correct. Britain is out of that now, so they're going to be doing deals as well. Because they're always the policy of the British with cheap food. Now, they're finding that very difficult. Their economy is in a real crisis, like, at the moment. And uh, that's going, that's, at the moment, that's being cur- that would be curtailing this, their, their power to, to negotiate over it, which is very strange for the British market, but that's the facts. Now, we have to produce these high standards here. Still, in all import into, into us, it's not governed by the same standards or anything like them. So, I mean, it, it's just something same, really it's missing, something stuff. gone haywire. Stuff is banned in the EU, mm. and the, the so pesticides that we show are, you know, they, that to yeah. have negative effects on children oh, yeah. and right, things yeah. like that. So we ban them in Europe and then the companies sell them to other countries and they're ported back in as pesticide residues on the food that we yeah. bring it in. It's just wrecks your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, like the corporations yeah. are allowed to do what they bloom and well yep. like. Yep. Carl, you mentioned there a little earlier, I think you had a very valid point about the GA. 
all the matches on in a very short space of time, a huge expense, and then another person comes on there and they say that they prefer in the olden days when the championship All Ireland final was in the first one, the last one in September, it helped to shorten the winter. Now we have nothing to look forward to. The first question was about so many matches on in, in, in a short space of time. I was to say now there's a short window. It, it's quite expensive again, Tom, back to the expense for families with children. I know m- m- many like bringing all their children with yes, these they matches. Yes, they do. And it's full price, literally, most of the time. They have no, no I, I don't mind the shortness of the season because I think it is giving people a chance to go on holidays, have weddings, have all this, and not everything is centred about around the first week in September. You're waiting for a quarterfinal, you're waiting for a semi-final, and you don't know when you can go. I, don't, I actually don't mind the shortness of the season, but the problem is, by shortening the season, increases the demand for money for families going with, like trying to give children something to do during their holidays say Saturday evening, take them to Dublin. If you have two kids going to Dublin, 10 or each for their tickets, 50 for your own ticket, and maybe a partner's ticket. You're talking about, you know, big money to just go up and then the expense of getting there. Plus, of course, an awful lot of extra mattress, a huge amount of mattress. Yes, there is a huge amount. each county. Yeah. You know, it is a lot and there is a big expense. Um, well, Pat, we've discussed it here on numerous occasions, you and I, and we were, we were kind of said that we were kind of anti-GA and anti-this. I mean, the GA has lost its way, Pat, insofar as that it's the ideals of the GA and what you're talking about there. Maybe we're looking back and, you know, no, no one has... The GA now is about money. It's about it's about numbers. They don't care about families because, as you rightly said, it's a family occasion now. The, you know, the, it's great to see the young people going down droves, and particularly the Limerick and Clare fellows there at the Munster final and, and, and the Munster championship in their games. It's wonderful to see all the young people uh, enjoying themselves and supporting the games. Did you know that? They know that, that, that you see, that, that, that hurling in particular has a, has a tremendous appeal and they, they get to be they don't care about the times they don't care about i mean they they forget about their roots they forget about people have to milk cows they, we've been talking about cows all night but i would also bring them into this equation six o'clock on saturday yeah. evening five o'clock saturday evening seven o'clock saturday evening and sunday evening as well what they're doing you see so that means it's a lack of you see again pat it's a lack of of it's it's a serious lack of representation from the people that we want to speak our part in Crow Park. Yes. And go and say, look, we're not, you see, oh, everybody, every county have representatives. And it's like the doll, it's like the same thing. They go up there and they have no say because they have a, a, a board in Dublin and we know the boards were listening to all, all the week, the board in RT, and, and uh, they have them in Crow Park as well. They decide, and we decide, they decide what they'll, where the venue will be and they'll decide also the cost and the time and they're not too, they're not too worried about at all about, about the people the inconvenience aspect of it what people buses or trains or wherever they go or that, that doesn't even come into the equation in my opinion Pat Catherine you're familiar with the GA business? Not terribly I have been There's such a thing called GAA Go Okay. Okay. That one. No, is this an online buying system? Is it very good? Very good for one that doesn't know anybody. You're doing very well. 
But mm. what I picked up during the week, Tom, mm. you mightn't be familiar with it, and there's very little Tom doesn't know, but he mightn't have heard this one. And it was a letter I saw in the paper from a guy that he paid for GA goal match one. But when there was goal scored or re- re- replay action, as they call it, he didn't get any replay action. So he complained about it to GA goal crowd, which deforms an RT or 50% shareholders, I believe, in that as well. But he was told that if he had bought the full year's package, which is 80 euros for all the matches, he would have got the replay. But if you only buy one GA goal match, you didn't get the replay. I didn't know that, Pat. No, but no. you know, it is. was a letter on the paper. That's, that's fair, a fairly it's stupid view, rule, isn't well, it? Well, it is. View, yeah. But matches, sure, yeah. we approve. Yeah. A lot of those big matches, Kerry and uh, Derry last week, which would be big. Kerry, the misfortunes, they play football in Kerry. They had uh, about seven or eight matches so far this year in this championship business, and they've only been on television once, on RT once. That was against Clare in a fiasco of a match in the so-called Munster final. But all the other matches for Kerry were GA go, where they had to pay, I think it's 10 euros a go. 12 euro, 10 or 12 euro each, go, I think. Each time you want to see it, you have to pay into this thing, and you have to be fairly jazzy up, and fellas like Tom and myself wouldn't know what to start. It's for the young crowd, so you'd all as well. Plus, to butt in the other one recently was that they're not taking any cash at the gate, so old folks like me, they wouldn't be well up in the smartphones, you need to stay at home and risk it, somebody to book the tickets for you. But that shows, Pat, that what shows no respect whatsoever. Field. It shows a it complete like physically. separation between Croke Park and and it's the the traditional, the old the old uh, the, the the real the real supporters like it shows a total separation of 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 thinking and it also shows you see that there is no one to challenge that that is the t- that is the aspect of this that that really annoys me that there's no one that, that we have faceless people and they are faceless people in Crow Park like who make these decisions that affect the whole country they have I mean it's unbelievable the way the power that they have and the way they can carry it out and the way they can make decisions with nobody in any county standing up and saying look we're not going to tolerate this we are I mean a strong county here in Limerick we've been representing Representation caught the same way. They have, they have, we have. They have no say in Crow Park whatsoever. Only just do what you're told. Well, we don't hear much out of them. That's on, the point they're making. Local, the local, what are them? At the ground level, they also said that for nursing homes, we have been on here about the people in nursing homes who gave their lives to the GA for nothing, of course, and now they're in nursing homes and so forth, and they are deprived of the matches. And the GA came out and said, but they're given free to the. Nursing homes. But you're which, not in the yes. Which was free to the counties if Kerry were playing and some else were playing Derry. They were the only two counties right. that got it. Not all the other counties down there. Ah, yeah. as well. Sorry, I did. I did. I, I, that was another one of them. I've been kind of forgotten about Pat. I don't yeah, yeah. I'm interested and anymore. So this GA Go crowd, so they're charging a tenner to view Very the match. Anybody wants to see the matches paid. And, and how much does it cost to go into the match? Uh, 25 euros 25 euros that should be separate the ones go on to the match pay but the ones who can't go now yeah, yeah, they're yeah. making sure to get money off of them as well yeah. so it's a little after 20 past 10 we'll back to shot we go to Netflix County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors Limerick and Newcastle West for all your legal requirements phone 061 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors 
tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 5th of July 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Catherine Corwell. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. And this edition of County Views is the last of the current season. A new season will start on Wednesday, August the 23rd. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, folks. I'm just saying you can't uh, win. I think I said something else before that, because I said to Carmel that uh, people on wheelchairs, in my opinion, should be allowed in free. And there was a time, I do know, because I, I'd be friendly with a man on a wheelchair that I've gone to matches in the past, and his care, so to speak, you have to push the man in the wheelchair, maybe the person on the wheelchair, so would be the case. And they obviously need somebody for that purpose, and they were allowed in free. But that should be policy, Pat. That should, should be, be it's a national policy. It and that be. has now changed. No, yeah. the, the wheelchair person yeah. has to pay, and the person who is going with him has to pay. Yeah. And as I'm not to have a row with that person, Carmen myself nearly had, came to blows <laughs> over. She said that uh, I wasn't right at all, completely off the wall. Now explain no, yourself, Carmen. It's it's it was on the grounds of discrimination. Uh, now uh, that's not to say I 100% agree with you it. You can't win. You can't change. As Tom Ryan would say you couldn't make it up. You listen couldn't make it up. She, Listen to what she's going to say. Listen. You, you, you can't you can't change a person's the way they are or anything else like that. And it came about because of discrimination, that if you let a person in a wheelchair in for nothing, it's discrimination, or seemingly it is. So what the GA do now is it's half price for the person in the wheelchair and half price for their care. And I will say in Croke Park, they have excellent facilities for people in wheelchairs, absolutely top of the range facilities. But not everywhere. Not everywhere. But lots of places have improved, but the difficulty up to now getting your wheelchair tickets is that they're often not given out till four o'clock for Friday evening yeah, yeah. and the rest of the family know they're going early in the week the person in the wheelchair doesn't know until Friday evening if they're getting a ticket or not it's now not they have tried to bring that, it yeah, forward that, yeah, and yeah, yeah. this time they're out since early they're out a couple of days yeah. now at this stage but they're little things it is getting better but I don't agree with you, Carmel. Sure, I know, Pat. You always have to have someone you don't agree with. Because I have Tom usually. But I said, and Tom agrees with me, that the person in the wheelchair, if they have a disability, the least we owe them is to be as healthy as possible. It is. And facilitate them by letting them in free to the GA game. Because they're not taking up a seat. They're only taking no, up a space. No, and what, what happened, Pat? And you said then that... If that was the case, they were being discriminated yeah. against. That's but what you found it all right that they charge half price. That's discriminating <laughs> them as well. The problem and the reason that this came in is because of people without disabilities only being disabled on the day of a match. Catherine, what do you think of this now? You follow oh. that <laughs> I think if somebody has, say for example, a disabled parking 
ticket. Don't start me off, Catherine. Then, <laughs> then that would be an, a, possibly, or if they are, are, are actually designated by the HSE yeah. as having a disability such that they need to be supported by society, that the GAA could actually take that as a, as a uh, mark. And they always utilise. They always did. Yeah. But it so was how abused. were there people who were only disabled on the day? They, they'd come in with crutches or they'd come in with walking sticks and this, that and the other. And it, what would happen then on the day of a big match, these people would apply for disabled tickets. So you could have people in wheelchairs not getting a ticket, but somebody that wasn't as disabled which sounds wrong yeah, well, it is the wheelchairs now I was concentrating yeah, no no and it is I, the wheelchairs no 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 it is, it is the wheelchairs but what happens is yeah. when the applications are open for people with disabilities it should be for wheelchairs and then you're discriminating against other disabilities Tom, you have, Do you know Tom, it's, it's a vicious circle Tom yeah. she's saying it was discrimination if they were let in that's free. why it came and in it wouldn't be discrimination if they were only charged half the price. Yeah, to me, yeah. it is discriminating either way. Yeah, well, rather than going on to, going on to the boat all night, I mean, Cameron knows this instance well because she has experience on both sides of the fence here. And uh, I would, uh, I, I, I accept what she says, but as I say, I don't agree with it either. And I think there should be a, a total, and people in wheelchairs just be facilitated with their with this first of all the viewing space and the more about it no no I mean they would, all these all these stadiums now are costing hundreds of millions a lot of supported by the taxpayer as well and uh, I don't think there's any big deal for to facilitate people with on wheelchairs to the best accommodation and you know because they have a lot of, I know I know a good few Strong supporters that are in wheelchairs, and I would give them. I would. I would support it in every possible way, and they should be free in and and accommodated in proper viewing and proper facilities that even covered as well. You know. So let's leave it there. Oh yeah, I didn't say see Patrick's discrimination, but that's the grounds it came in on. Yeah. Do you know yeah, that's I, the, I that's the grounds that, that I'm only making the case. Yeah, and like there are people who pick up on every little thing and every change that's made. Yeah. Join. My, my view yeah. is, and I think Tom is basically yeah. sensitive, that everything possible should be done. To it should be done. And, do you know, it, sh- it no. should be done. And I will say Croke Park are very good and, at it. No apologies. You keep on about uh, Croke Park, but I know Limerick and different Limerick places. has improved an awful lot. Uh, we're not good. Yeah, we're no, not. but it has and, improved and and huge, hugely. Uh, Pat, does the panel thing, how did that happen now? Does the panel to think the, the, the Ryan Tuberty situation now? Pat, does the panel think that the Ryan Tuberty affair has gone on too long, and the time has come to move on regards James Holmes in a tay? And Paddy, uh, the, 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 can the panel throw some light on the money received by Noel Kelly? And by the way, who is Noel Kelly? Noel Kelly is an agent that has a pile of people in who's who and ones I never heard of. And he represents them like a trade union, and he negotiates with RT, obviously. And when he has the whole lot, so he has full control of RT, seems to be the case. Pat, what is the view? What is it? Uh, Pat, why is County Viewers Programme taking off air? I think it's due to the constant criticism of the government, and the programme has been forced off the air, regards James. Well, now, James, 
that's not the reason, of course, and it's the old theory thing, you know. But I will say this much. Tom and I are taking some time off, which both of us deserve and need. We've been at it five years non-stop. Tom has never missed a night. And we have highlighted, as Tom has more so than me, various things over the years, including the RTE, including the NCT, including people waiting 12 months to get a driving test, and NCT and so forth. Many of those things, including the RTE, and the huge amount of money that they were getting paid way, way back over the years. And we might as well be talking to the wind, because no one gives one sh care much, really. I think your and listeners care. But we, we don't hear them, we don't see them, we don't know much about it. There's a thing flying around there on, uh, on the WhatsApps and the phones at the moment, and from 2009, a program with Pat Kinney on the Late Late Show. Did you see that? Oh, and I have it on the phone yeah. that I showed you afterwards we wouldn't be allowed to show it because of and he was roaring and shouting this guy about Pat Kinney and getting nearly a million euros a year and he buffing and spuffing about social welfare and the poor people and the whole lot that guy he went on for about two or three minutes on the late late show in 2009 pointing I out I saw the piece you saw that you time saw. did you yes 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 and he didn't even get a clap from one person when he pointed out the obvious, and he also made other personal comments about Pat Kinney as well while he was at it. Uh, and he was very accurate. He pointed out that the those guy, top guys at that time, they were getting paid four times more than the President of America. Yep. Including all the English guys as well. In 2009, that man did not get one clap of appreciation of what he said. But when he was finished and when they had him removed out of the studio in RT and Pat Kenny said, well, we have freedom of speech for everyone. And that got a huge applause. And you people that sent in that message that they're tonight about the government taking it off, the government didn't take it off at all. But we might still be talking to ourselves. I know we have wonderful listeners there all over the place and they say it is a wonderful program, very entertaining. It puts you to sleep and it keeps some of you awake when we annoy you enough. But at the same time, people are asleep at the wheel. They're not kicking up. They're taking it. And that nonsense about uh, RT, which we'll discuss in the remainder of the program, people have been saying that. We've been saying it. But nobody seems to care much, do they? I think people do care. I, 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 think, I mean, the, yeah. because yeah. you can see how horrendously upset people are over this right Hugely. now. Hugely. Hugely. Do you know? But the thing is that so much attention and so much weight is given over to this role of the the gay burn or the Pat Kenny yeah. or the Ryan they Tuberty. They put them up in the pinnacle, in my opinion, and blowing them up to call them stars. Whereas there was, as I've said here on many occasions, we have local community radio stations throughout the country, 20 of them. We have an umpteen amount of commercial radio stations around the country. And sh any of those people never get a look in? No. In RT? No, no, no. It's a closed shop? Family? I, I, I would just wonder what else is going on in the world because all we've heard of in the news for the past week is this whole debacle well, about what's going on in, in, in you know, I'd love Ireland. To, like, where, where's all the other news that we normally have? You know, what? this seems to have totally taken over. There's people actually sitting down watching it like... Really, Ryan, a good old friend of mine, he says, what does he say? Am I on the photo anywhere? Get the latest one anyway. The 13th of July today. 
What do the panel think of the RT hearing and the barefaced lies being told to try and cover up this scandal, Willie Ryan? Uh, are you allowed to call them barefaced lies? This fellow, he, he, he doesn't forget. He doesn't. Know, he's, he's the head of finance, I think, and he doesn't know how much he's getting paid. And that's lack of memory, I suppose, if you're head of finance, you have a lot of things to bother you. And uh, another one today, I heard they, they had a car on loan for five years. If I give my car to someone on loan, I'd expect it back quicker than that. And then I heard on television one night recently that this uh, Noel Kelly fella, he was getting paid 1,250 per hour consultancy fees from RTE. I'll repeat that again, folks, in case your door is enough in the bed. Noel Kelly, this agent for uh, most of these people in RTE, he got paid a consultancy fee. That was telling RTE what to do, in other words. He got paid 1250 for one hour's work. How many hours' work did he do for them? He did one anyway, because he got paid 1250 for it, for one hour. I thought he was trying to get his um, people who have him as an agent jobs. He got them as well. No, he was getting dim wages, not jobs. Big money he was getting for doors. And they were paying him as a 15% commission. Right. And then RTE were paying him as well. But he was RTE, on a fair one, wasn't he? RTE was paying the whole lot, obviously, uh, including the commission indirectly, because when RTE was coughing up. Carmel? I don't know, those kind of figures. I can't if I said anything incorrect, will you? Which flabbergast you, wouldn't they? You know, like, it's money people can only dream about. But Joe, when you look in relation to Pat Kinney getting 900,000 in 2009, yeah. like, that would also want to be looked at. Do you know that it's huge money that has been spent down the years? Gay Byrne, I think, was on similar money when he retired. Jerry Ryan was on 500,000 a year. You know that this isn't a new thing. This has been going on for years and years and years. And like, what person is worth... 900,000 a year for a radio show or a TV show. They, you know, had, it's on, they had them on the pedestal and they believed their own propaganda. They did. Like, you know, it makes it makes a mockery of everyone else that's going out to work. Well, the, I, the, do you know, that was something that I said the other day. It's like if you turn around and you look at a nurse's salary. Yeah. How much more important is the nurse? You know, and yeah. indispensable is the nurse. That's it. Than this guy who's, he's only reading a script anyway. It's the that's fact right. that it's he's reading a script in a way that people are believing. And that's what he's paid for. And all for the, the people, fact that people, all believe the people behind him, him, the backup stuff. So we'll go to an ad break, folks. We'll go to an ad break. We'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors TOD.ie You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 5th of July 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan and Catherine Corwell. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. And this edition of County Views is the last of the current season. A new season will start on Wednesday, August the 23rd. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. 
for all your legal requirements. Phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie. Welcome back, listeners. And our, our mouth is watering here for caramels, buns, and apple tart. We didn't have time to have it there during the 10 o'clock break, so we'll be a little bit late afterwards, I suppose. We'll party on, party on, party on. I don't know who we send the bill to. Uh, number of messages. O- only if you flip flops, Pat. Flip flops, only 5,000 on the flip, flip, flip flops. Uh, somebody sent me in a menu here anyway, and Quail was. 32, it's to read the scallops, 30, sides were 7 euros, mushrooms, sides 7 euros a piece, and then 7 euros for 10 baby potatoes, 60 euros for a steak, 450 for a 250 ml of 7 up, and a bottle of 7 ups, it was 450, great show, Jim. I was looking at potatoes myself there, Jim, actually, buying myself whatever was inside in the shop. But I, I thought it wasn't right to be picking the potatoes when they were so small without letting them develop a bit later. It depend- if you're going through, say, for example, we've been raising, bringing up the new potatoes from the polytunnel. Yeah. And so you'd ha- you, you'd go in and you'd start lifting them and big you'll and have small. some big ones mm. and then you'll have small, small, small ones, ones as well. You'd be horrified at some of the size because we'd guess the, the, the misshapen vegetables would come to us. Yeah. So I was getting a bag of potatoes. The weight was there of new potatoes, but there were only mm. three potatoes in the bag. They were very big ones. <laughs> very big ones. So, you do you know, yeah, yeah, it kind of but runs both ways. I love the little ones. Yeah, yeah. And we were, Tom, we were talking there about uh, RT, I think was the one from a man by the name of Willie Ryan and others wanted your views and others people's views on that. Well, Pat, you know, it's, um, we mentioned it here last week and I said the first one should be, have been brought in and the board sacked. You see, this is the greatest joke now of all time. The amount of time that's been spent in it, the actual... Uh, the governments of RT and the boards, you know, I followed it actually, you know, from my, from my sins. I watched the actual reaction of the senior management. And to hear Leo Radical tonight s- saying that he had faith in the board yeah, of happen? RT, I think now that, you see, what we have discussed here, Pat, on numerous occasions are these boards. These boards that are that are all government appointed, by the way, the monies that that and their responsibility, they're mostly political appointees. And there was there was that chairman, chairwoman, chairperson, whatever you like, of the current authority there to listen to her today. I mean, and listen to her last week. I mean, whoever appointed that lady now, and it's not and not been like, I mean, anti-women writing here, but there are three or four of them there in major positions. And and also the former chairperson of uh, that was appointed as well. They are all political appointees. Incompetence didn't end qualification and their performance and their duties didn't even come into their thinking. 
They allowed this to develop. They allowed the dictatorship to evolve, not with the present one, but about the third or fourth one that has it down, down the line. And you see, this is what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with, with very small money. Because I know at the moment that a semi-state company, a semi-state, huge semi-state, has spent 15 million covering up the actual blackguardism and what's going on inside in Rohin Industrial State. Then what about that? They talk about Ryan Tubbley getting, getting a few extra pounds into his back pocket that, that, that was given to him. There's nothing about the millions that's been spent around the country, wasted, we've said it here. I know this is a fact, and this will, this will be all produced in time. Where's the board there looking after that? Where's the minister looking after that? You see, there is no, here in this country, there is no one in charge. It is a rip-off job, it is like, the, it is like what's, what's happening in RT, they can, they, with, the, with these accounts that they have, and the slush fund they have, the management structure that's there, that's across the board in all those semi-state companies, because the most of us on the boards and the management, the top management, are all government appointees. And have they any liability? Oh, they have, of course. They have liability, but you don't have a liability unless you're called to order. And we will call them to order. And I will call to order, and I will call to order the management and the structure within Limerick City and County Council with them in the IDA and the EPA, and that will be coming down the line in September from in the High Court in Dublin, or, or maybe the High Court in Limerick, where they, where they will stand indicted to overcome, to, for their oversight of the pollution all over here in industries, there with the big industries of all over the world, to poison and to pollute the land, the water, the livestock and the people, they will stand indicted, and I'm on my own there, but I don't mind taking on all these agencies, because all these agencies are full of phonies, they're full of frauds, because they're all government appointees, and all, and all ministers and people that have sat here around this table from the council know all this, but their part, you see, they're the same as the board that sat around the table in RT. They all knew what was going on. Everyone knew what was going on with Tuberty and with, with Kelly and RT. They were on the whole shoulder and they were taking cuts. And they undermined the whole structure of, the, of, of our main broadcasting authority because they were allowed to do it by the government and by the boards. But those boards are the same as the boards that we have inside that we elect here to sit at Limerick City and County Council. They're all silenced and they're cowardice and they're probating and they haven't they, they haven't the guts or the manliness to stand up to what's going on. And what how did the EPA let these guys away with it? They did it because you see you have collusion. A thing called collusion between the IDA and the big and the big companies, the EPA I mean with some support them Were and they and to put this stuff out. Licensed they're not licensed. They're actually, they're actually breaking the law, and the EPA are accommodating them. But the main, the main, the main people that are accommodating them are Limerick City and County Council. They are the, they are the perpetrators and they are, they are the facilitators for the idea to poison the, my land, my cattle, my waterworks, my water streams, and the whole lot. And they are allowed to do that. They're allowed to do it by Limerick City and County Council. And, and I support proven this. Around you, Tom. And, and they have no, because why? We haven't supported the elected representatives even. Because of cowardice, they, they won't open their mouth about it. The, the other people in Raheen <coughs> will be feeling 
feeling this as well. Well, they'll feel it in time when they when they start to get poisoned with the water Absolutely. system. But you see, but, but these people will stand. They will stand up. Mr. Daly, our CEO, he will stand before a judge and he will he will be accountable for what because he is responsible for facilitating the idea and the EPA with him, the people that are there picked. And all these are government appointees. They're huge they have huge, huge salaries, huge pensions, but they're all in the they're all in the pay of the big industrialists. You can you can corporate you, capture. Corporate capture, you have a right there in one cousin. And that is what we're dealing with in Limerick City and County Council. It's the same idea, it's above an RT, it the same model called this no management, only management being bought over and being and being taken over by these by these gurus. But I would I don't mind. I, I don't want anyone no one would support me and haven't supported me. The, but, but I'll talk to you afterwards. There's organizations yeah. that are you know sort of are environmentally focused on they're, they're environmentally but focused but they're very quiet like you see well, because some of them yes. have been litigators yeah. for, yes. for a long time. You're you're right there, Captain. But the point that I'm making is that I won't back down from these these talks and that's what they are. They're breaking the law. And they're breaking and, and they're causing damage to public health, to my stock, my, my, I'm a dairy farmer. Mm. And it's quite possible tomorrow morning I could be told by my dairy we can't take any more of your product on, on account of this semi-pollution. This is naked, poisonous, industrial pollution of the highest order. And they are supporting that. The Limerick City and County Council. Oh, we have all that. No fear that. This is proven. And they have have kept all the data from us. But we have it now. We have it now. In spite of of that. So this will be interesting. I'm a known individual. I'm only like... You'll be above normal now. No, well, I have, you know, but in all fairness, we have a voice here and that's important. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I wish you all the luck. Thank you very much, Captain. No, that, and it's important that yeah. people do make that stand. I yeah. know, but it people won't make a stand. If you go back to RT, the same thing. People treat it around top of kind of a god. He was he 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 had a problem with a man pure rubbish talking to some some one that wrote a book or some man that wrote a book about nothing. You know that was he was doing, and he's getting and and, and you see. When you look at the actual at the performance of their management, I mean, and now in all fairness, like they were treated, you see, because they were treated with respect by the actual committee, who have no power, by the way. They have the power of disclosure. They can expose it, but they have, but they, can, they have no power of sanction. The committees that are in the doll are like the tribunals. They have no power. What they have is they have all they have is is. They can expose what's happening, and that's a good thing. What people will know, and it was very high-quality television. They were very good and very respectful. But to listen to the Maya Dahati, who was kind of a, would, would be three, oh, oh, she was kind of smiling at this. She was the ex. She was there when when the Pat Kinney's and all them were getting all that money. You see. And uh, she was kind of only left him as much to say this is a bore for me, like. And so I mean, it was worthwhile looking at it. It seems what's going on, but it's not the only semi-state organisation. The semi-state organisation in this country is rotten to the core with political appointees and cronies. But the thing is that I feel that there's elements within the government that would be quite happy just to sell every 
bit of asset we have in the country to somebody else just to get themselves yeah, out most of, of it sold the situation. over the years anyhow yeah. haven't they hmm? most things have been sold up <laughs> well they'll they'll try and sell more you know <coughs> sort of whether it's quilcher land or whatever and the free cows then the, 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 these cows on loan there was lots of stuff going on and it is hard to believe as Tom uh, pointed out and myself there over the years we've been highlighting this and other people as I said that famous case in 2009 where the fellow was roaring and shouting at Pat Kinney with his 600,000 and he almost getting a million and all the other things about him and the, the, the only applause that was given Tom was when Pat Kinney said at the end of it and we allow freedom of speech Pat I mentioned it here last gullible, week gullible, gullible. Tom, in, Tom in right the Limerick uh, the ex-Limerick uh, council now works for CEO I mean he, he was reprimanded by SIPO and by the authorities for his behaviour in Wexford with the local radio and it's a comparison to what we're doing here the local radio station in, in, they were talking and giving out about the aspects of the work uh, in, of Wexford County Council he actually was he stopped advertising with the, with the radio station and nearly put him into liquidation so, like, they protested to, I mean, to SIPO or SIPO, standards in public office, which on this country are low because we're dealing with the lowest of the law in that area anyway. So, like, what happened? He was reprimanded by them for his action. And that wasn't the case the radio station. But when he came back in, like, Pat is after saying there exactly. When he came back into the council chamber giving his uh, account, he was applauded by the councillors for what he done. Now I told you there, Tom David Reardon from Granite called here the discrimination with the holding matches. The government are still discriminating against the homeless, the cater for the immigrants, etc., and the neglect of homeless in Ireland, David Reardon. And of course, David, you will recall when we had about a thousand or so homeless in the Kenny, the Taoiseach of the time, he spent the night out with them and we didn't hear much of that anymore, did we? Pat, there's one other one there, Paddy Crowley. Paddy, you were one the first in and you're last to be called and thank you Paddy for your support your wonderful supporter here of all these programs over the years Paddy Crowley called please ask Tom Ryan who does he think will win the GA Games the weekend and Paddy wishes Pat and Tom a relaxing break from the program for the next few weeks thank you Paddy for that one indeed it was nice to get one who appreciated and wished as well anyway. that wasn't bad now one yeah. and you deserve much more yeah. Paddy very good very good Paddy Crowley Tom who will win the matches well Paddy Thank you very much for your comments, and uh, we, you know there, there are a lot of listeners out there, Pat. In all fairness, so, you know we have uh, a great reaction. Silent listeners. I mean, yes, silent listeners, but you look that's uh, anyway that that, that are tuned Once in, and, alive and we, are, we might make some impression. And uh, we'll I mean, the matches. Time is up, Paul. I think that uh, my opinions on uh, on Saturday Limerick will share it against against um, Galway. Not saying that as a Limerick man, I'm saying that on my own thinking and psychology on the match. And I think I think that Claire, there are too many question marks about the Claire uh, selection. I think that Kenny will beat Claire. I hope they won't. I'm lo- I'm strictly supporting Claire and Limerick, but. You ask me my opinion. I think that there are a lot of uncertainties about the clear thing. Well, we're, we're we're hoping for Limerick. Yeah. And uh, who, who will you take? Yes, the answer. The question directly now, Camel. As Limerick. Like I, I think I think Limerick. You're, you're yeah. hoping so, thinking. Yeah. yeah. And and Claire and Kilkenny. 
she wouldn't know what to make it clear. <laughs> God forgive me. Like they, they can come out, but they can pull it off at times, and it would be great to have a Limerick clear again. Uh, like, and uh, regards clear if the players don't pull it off, the, the selector yeah. manager will pull it off. Yeah, yeah. do you know, yeah. like that, it, it would be great. I think to be. Will I bother asking you, Catherine? I'd love to see Clare and Limerick winning. I good girl, Catherine. That's the job, Catherine. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> sit with your county. <laughs> exactly. And it's wonderful to see over the last year, a couple of years, yeah. and and the vibrancy and yeah. the the proudness it is, it of is. the young it is, kids it is, and stuff it is, in it in Limerick. It's great. That's it, folks. And again, my sincere thanks to Catherine Caldwell, Carmel Ryan, and Tom Ryan for their dedication here to the program and Carmel for the bonus and the appetite and the cake. And thanks for the Catherine's five ninety for the little slice. <laughs> <laughs> and also our thanks to Jason Smith for doing a fine job here over the past yep. years and you the listeners of course we thank you for your support and your messages as well and the kind I suppose more, more so the comments that Tom and I receive on a day to day basis as we meet the people and I hope you will be all well and mind yourself and we'll be back towards the end of August 23rd of August I think Jason tells me it is 23rd of August so we all need a break from each other and hopefully you will sleep well and we won't be annoying you when you're trying to go to sleep so hopefully we'll be all alive and well and meet you and talk to you on the end of August so in the meantime take care 102 FM You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on Westland Week 102 FM on the 5th of July 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm Carmel Ryan and Catherine Corwell joined Pada Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion That edition of County Views is the last of the current season. The new season will start on Wednesday, August the 23rd from 9.30 to 11pm. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.